Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Las Vegas. one of those type of days. That's right. I've been trying to give you all what you need with this wonderful news. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let's go. Still in these lovely Colorado hills. It's been kind of crazy out here too. I hope they find that missing woman. Prayers go out to her. Yeah. If you're just tuning in. This is your first episode, your first experience. I hope I can take you there. Let's go. That's right. You are listening to Renegade Talk Las Vegas. And my name is E.G. the Urban Scholar. And it just gets great. Thank you all for listening, for all the listenership. Just don't listen to me. Listen to Naughty Nicole, Richie, Carl Higby, and a list of many more. Well, well, well. It's almost that time for that wonderful, wonderful weekend. And, you know, I was thinking about kind of getting into a little politics today, but I don't know. By the, maybe by the second segment... I might hit you with something, something quite interesting that I was just reading not too long ago, and I just would like to maybe inform our viewers on what's really going on. But neither here nor there, back to mainstream news, well, that's right, a sexual assault on a spirit flight lands a man in prison for nine years? Well, let's get right into it. A 22-year-old woman alleges she was sexually assaulted on a Spirit Airlines flight from Las Vegas to Detroit. Well. Wouldn't be surprising on those Vegas flights. You know, I heard they can get kind of, uh, kind of wild. But moving right along here, with his wife crying in the courtroom, a Rochester Hills man was sentenced to nine years in prison Thursday for sexually assaulting a sleeping woman on an airplane. Huh. Wow. <laughs> Tell you, just gets, like I said, the shock value of these stories nowadays is <laughs> neither here nor there. Well, sticking his hands down her pants and 
Well, Penny trading her genitalia while his wife sat next to him. So you see, let me just take a second to stop right there. And that right there is that level of mental illness and sickness that we always talk about here. So you're telling me that you would risk your whole marriage or whatever that you have going on at the time. Who knows? It could be down. It could be going down the drain. You all, come on now, Running Game Nation, you all know what really goes on if you actually had the audacity to pretty much play with this woman's vagina right next to you while your wife was sitting next to you? Come on now. What type of fantasy, sadistic mindset do you have to be in, Running Game Nation? I'm telling you, this is... <laughs> Well, as prosecutors committed one of the most brazen airplane sexual assaults ever prosecuted in this district. No, let's just let's just call it for what it is. Not in this district. Can we say it might be safe to say in America because no telling what's going on overseas that never gets reported. Well, when he knowingly took advantage of a sleeping intoxicated woman who could not fight back, the 50 year old, the woman who could not fight back, the 35 year old defendant who chose not to speak at this sentencing or hearing, I can imagine, I'm pretty sure she's, yeah, or address the victim will be deported to India when he gets out of prison. He will never be allowed back into the United States. That's good. Shackled and handcuffed. Hold on, Karen. That's right. Shouts out to Karen too. She's been helping me right along with these past couple weeks while we have actually been in these Colorado studios. What is wrong with this? Okay, Ramaroo, is that, I don't even know. We're not even gonna say his name. We're just gonna call him Ram. Held his head low and cried as he left the courtroom. While his wife looked his way, the husband and wife uttered some words to one another as the victim looked on from the other side of the courtroom where she sat quietly with the comfort dog. The victim also chose to not speak at this sentencing. Mm. I quote, he has shown no remorse or concern for the victim. Assistant U.S. Attorney Amanda Jaw told the judge, nothing other defendants accused of similar crimes have expressed some sort of remorse at sentencing, but not Ram. U.S. District Judge Terrence Berg said that he was concerned that the defendant often expressed no remorse, but that he wouldn't hold it against him. Nothing defendants have a right to remain silent and can't be forced into saying anything. The prosecution has asked him for a 130-month sentence, almost 11 years. Berg concluded that nine years was a fitting punishment for what he describes as an extremely serious offense. Wow. According to court records, the 22-year-old victim was sleeping in the next seat to Ram on a nighttime Spirit Airlines flight from Las Vegas to Detroit in January when she was jolted awake by the feeling of his fingers in her vagina. Her skirt and pants were unbuttoned. When he realized the victim was awake, the defendant turned and pretended to sleep on his wife's shoulder while his wife stared at the victim. Jod wrote in a sentence memo, the victim sat paralyzed in disbelief and texted her boyfriend, oh my God, I just woke up and the guy next to me had his hands down my pants and in my vagina. Who do I call? Do I tell a flight attendant? Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Read the text 
which were shown to the jury at trial. She also texted that woman with the man keeps looking at me. The victim got up and alerted the flight attendant about what happened. They moved her back to the back gallery and eventually to a different seat. Police officers met the plane when it landed. Wow. <laughs> well, the guy who I'm talking about is remotely, remotely told investigators that he was sleeping and the victim was sleeping on him and he wasn't sure where he kept his hand. He denied touching her intentionally. Later, remotely admitted to FBI agents that he put his fingers in her pants and might have unhooked her bra. <laughs> it took a jury three and a half hours at the end of the day and also a five-day trial in the U.S. District Court before finding remotely of sexual abusing the woman. In pleading for leniency, Remotely's lawyer, James Emberg, argued that his client, a college-educated computer specialist who moved to the U.S. in 2015, lived a clean and productive life. Before this accident, he had no criminal record in the U.S. or India. Emberg also said that his client had already been assaulted in prison since his arrest months ago and that he faces a lifetime of shunning when he returns to India. He will suffer long after his sentence is done, Emberg said. Well, we're just going to take, ah, man, I'm telling you, okay, Renegade Nation, where or what can I say about this? Do you really think that there was something wrong with this, actually? How sick do you have to be and how brazen is that of this person? And also for him to be a computer specialist and still do something like this, that goes to show you. It's something wrong with some of everybody, okay? No telling what it can be, neither here nor there, it does not matter. But just because the type of title that you have does not give you the entitlement to just do what you would like to do, especially to women, especially in today's society, Oh my God, Renegade Nation, I don't know what to make of this. I tell you, <sighs> something new every day. When will this craziness stop? My guess is probably never, but there's more. I'll be back. My name is EG, the Urban Scholar. You're listening to Renegade Talk Las Vegas, and there's always more. Let's go. like to be blunt absolutely we don't sugarcoat shit listen, listen monday through friday 9 a.m to 12 noon pacific standard time you'll hear things you've never heard before renegade talk radio renegade talk las vegas where are we going karen what is this oh okay yeah let's go uh-huh Yes, yes. 
Yes, yes. It's time. Thank you all for listening. We definitely appreciate it over here. My name is E.G. the Urban Scholar, and you know where you're at. Appreciate that, Karen. I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> Came from kind of snuck that one up on me. <laughs> Welcome. If you're just now tuning in, my name is E.G. the Urban Scholar, and you are listening to Renegade Talk Las Vegas, where we don't sugarcoat anything. And wow, I like that. Yes, yes, yes. As we get into some more worldly news, some more just, you know, some more mainstream topics. As we do here always, Chinese hackers breach U.S. Navy contractors. Oh, man, I tell you. That's right. Uh Uh-huh. Well, a review of a cyber is in order. After... Gaining access to information about military technology. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's right. They don't want to get that, let that military technology out. <laughs> you and I both know that's a whole nother subject and topic. Ooh, we don't really want to go there and touch that. Well, that's right. Chinese hackers breach U.S. Navy ships. Well, just getting into it, Washington reports, Chinese hackers are breaching Navy contract ships to steal everything from ship maintenance data to missile plans, officials and experts said, triggering a top to bottom review of cyber threats. A series of incidents in the past 18 months has pointed out the the service's weakness, highlighting what some officials have described as some of the most deliberating cyber campaigns light to Beijing. Cyber attacks affect all branches of the armed forces, but contractors for the Navy and the Air Force are viewed as choice targets for hackers seeking advanced military technology, officials said. Navy contractors have suffered especially troubling breaches over the past year. One U.S. official said the data alleged stolen from Navy contractors and subcontractors often is highly sensitive classified information, which means you're not supposed to have it or see it. It must be controlled by secret top government agencies and officials about advanced military technology, according to U.S. officials and security researchers. The victims have included large contractors as well as small ones, some of which are seen as lacking the resources to invest in securing their network. One major breach of the Naval contract report in June involved the theft of secret plans to build a supersonic anti-ship missile plan for use by American submarines, according to officials. The hackers targeted an unidentified company 
under contract with the Naval Warfare Center in Newport, Rhode Island. The hackers have also targeted universities with military research labs that develop advanced technology for use by the Navy or other service branches. Well, a highly, a highly classified intentional assessment of the problem that was provided to Mr. Spencer in recent days validates concerns and lays the groundwork for response by the naval officials said. Naval officials declined to say how many attacks had taken place during the 18-month period, expected to say that they were more than a handful. Attacks on our networks are not new, but attempts to steal critical information are increasing in both civilian and technical casualties. Mr. Spencer's memo did not mention China, but officials say that the hacking targets are some that China is interested in and that hackers also left behind some clues that point to Beijing. Well, that I tell you is one hellified story because with that being said, you're telling me that because I think, like I always say here, it all goes back to the money because at the end of the day, you hack this information to do what with, you know? I'm pretty sure that these hackers, they just want to get paid. That's all really it comes down to. So my guess is that other officials, that we're not going to name names or point fingers here. We never do that. But it is certain officials that reach out and seek these hackers, you know, because we all know it's not really hard to get in contact with certain criminals that are pretty much under the grid. It is not that hard to get in contact with these people. So... Why is it so shocking when they steal classified information that should be protected? So that means this information, how protected is this information? Or do they actually want this information to get out as maybe some type of setup? You can kind of look at this at so many ways. These big breaches when it comes to this classified information, I don't know when really will it stop. This has been going on for a while. As we see from Google and Cambridge Analytica, this the list goes on and on. So the thing is, you have this highly classified information. Why is it not more secured? I just really want to know. Isn't it supposed to be so extensive with the firewalls and some of the best technological security in the world? So how can it be hacked? So who are we really protecting? Should we get in hackers that can protect us? <sighs> I tell you. My name is EG the Urban Scholar. You are listening to Renegade Talk Las Vegas. And I'm gone. Stop Shock Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Get an early start on ammunition to rip that asshole that'll be messing with you later.